The following audio message is from Neighborhood Church in Overland Park, Kansas. At Neighborhood Church, we seek to be a community that loves God and our neighbors together. If you would like to learn more about Neighborhood Church, please go to www.neighborhoodchurchop.com. Well, good morning, friends. How are you doing this morning? It's no, I, th- I thought we were going to get in an accident twice on the way here. Um, it, the roads were just bad. I didn't even know it was supposed to snow. Um, but glad you guys all made it this morning. Glad everyone made it in safe. Um, if you're new here this morning, my name is Eric Stelzer. I don't see too many new people, so you guys all know who I am. But um, Leah and I just wanted to say that we are super thankful for you guys. You guys had an awesome sending service for us about a month ago, and were just extremely generous to us. And we just want to say how grateful we are. Um, for that, and we just love being a part of Neighborhood Church. We love just, um, we love you guys, and we love this family, this community, and we just really want you to know how grateful we are for you guys. Um, So thank you. Thank you very much. But Christmas is here. It's in full swing, and we are talking about the advent of Jesus, or the coming of Jesus, and we have looked at a couple different words during this Advent season. We looked at hope, peace, and today we're going to look at joy, and then next week we're going to look at love. So Dave kicked us off with hope, and Joel last week with peace, and so I have been tasked with the assignment to bring a message to you on joy. And I'll be honest, when I heard that I was going to be doing joy, I was like, I don't know if I'm the man for joy. <laughs> you know, like I just, I just thought back over my life. I'm like, is my life really characterized by joy? Like I'd like to think it is. Like I'd like to think I'm a joyful person. But like, I mean, I have joyful moments and happy moments. But um, am I really joyful? Because sometimes I feel like my life is more characterized by like anxiety or some fear or some other things. Like I've had some great joyful moments in my life. So I was like, ah, I don't know if I'm the man for this. But I will tell you over the past couple of weeks, I have, I've probably had some of the best weeks of my life this year pursuing joy and really being like, do I know what joy is? What is joy? And so I'm excited to get into this message this morning, and we're going to look at how joy is connected to the Christmas story. If you would open your Bibles to Luke chapter 2, um, it's page 857 in the ESV, the black hardcover Bibles around you. If you don't have a Bible, feel free to take one of those home, early Christmas present, and it will be up on the Sky Bible behind me for your reading pleasure. So we're going to be looking at Luke 2, verses 8 through 15. Um, the Renfro's covered it a little. Linus covered it in Charlie Brown's Christmas story. But I think this is an appropriate passage for us. So Luke 2, verses 8 through 15. Read with me. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. 
When the angels went away from there, them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. Would you guys pray with me? Father God, I pray that this morning you would, um, we would leave here just filled with joy. And not just a momentary joy, but a joy that begins to characterize our life. God, I pray that your spirit would do a work in this gym covered by snow. And God, I pray that the Chiefs will destroy the Broncos this afternoon. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I didn't hear any go packs from the back, so I'm, I know they're not playing. But have you ever, have you ever found yourself in a different part of the city that you didn't intend to be in? Like, I'm not, I'm not, not saying like you got kidnapped or anything like that, but have you ever like meant to go to Olathe but ended up in Shawnee. So a couple weeks ago, I'm driving 435 West, headed home to Olathe, and I get a phone call from Leah, and we're talking on the phone. And about 10 minutes go by, and all of a sudden, I become aware of my surroundings. And I'm like, I don't know where I am. <laughs> I was like, where in the world am I? I'm like, Leah, I don't, I don't know where I am. I was like, I gotta get off the phone. I gotta figure out where I am. And and come to find out, I accidentally took 435 North and didn't get on to K10, and so I ended up in Shawnee or Lenexa somewhere in there. And I was like, but 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 because I was so distracted by my conversation with Leah, I didn't I, I didn't know where I was going, and I ended up getting lost. How about this? Have you ever left maybe for work or to run errands? And when you get to the place you're headed, the destination, you're like. I don't even remember how I got here. <laughs> like, that happens to me all the time. I show up at a place, and I'm like, well, I'm here, but I don't remember, like, getting in the car. I don't remember the roads I took or anything like that. I kind of just, like, put myself on autopilot and end up like, well, here I am. And I want to propose to you this morning that oftentimes we can do the same thing or experience the same thing during the holiday season. Like, we can get so caught up in, like, all the holiday tradition, all the good things about Christmas, but we can get so distracted that we end up going through Christmas missing the true meaning. Or what we can do is, and I do this, and I'm guilty of this, is we put ourselves on autopilot. It's kind of, we just cruise through the Christmas season, and the next thing you know, you're like, oh, it's the new year. <laughs> that was a blur. You know, and, and we can tend to do that. And my heart today is that we would not be on autopilot. That we would just pause, like just pause, take in the surroundings, push out the distractions, and really see what Christmas is all about. What is Christmas all about? And so I don't, want to go through Christmas on autopilot. Would you touch a neighbor and say, turn off autopilot? Touch a neighbor, tell them, turn off autopilot. I'm ready to turn off autopilot. So when I, when I think about the Christmas story, I'm like, okay, joy. How does joy fit into the Christmas story? We learned that Christmas is all about hope. Christmas is all about peace. But today we're going to find out that Christmas is all about joy. In fact, great joy, joy for all people everywhere, joy for you and joy for me. 
But let me ask you this, as I kind of open, do you feel like your life is characterized by joy? I mean, even preparing this message, I'm like, I don't know if my life is characterized by joy. I'd, I'd like it to be. But in this passage, in this Christmas season, it talks about this great joy. I'm like, well, I might have some joy, but do I have great joy? What does that look like? Is it, is it joy? What is joy? So the question we first have to ask is, what is Christian joy? What is joy? Is it, is it good feeling? Is it happiness? What is joy? And there's a pastor that I love named John Piper, and he has spent his whole ministry pursuing Christian joy and understanding what joy is in the Christian faith. And here's his definition, and I love it. Christian joy is a good feeling in the soul, produced by the Holy Spirit as he causes us to see the beauty of Christ in the Word or the Bible and in the world. It's a good feeling. It's an emotion that we feel produced by the Holy Spirit. It's not just necessarily like, maybe you heard this, choose joy. Like, it's really hard to choose joy. Like, think about this. You can't choose fear if an intruder comes into your home with a knife and is about to rob you. You're like, like you don't just step back and like, let me assess the situation. There's an intruder in my home. He's got a knife. My family's in danger. I should feel fear right now. Like, who does that? It's like, no, you're overcome and overwhelmed by fear in that moment. The same was true when Hadley was born. I didn't sit in the doctor's room being like, hmm, I should feel joy right now. Like, I was overcome with this good feeling in my soul, this emotion of happiness and pleasure and gratitude. I was like, man, It's a good feeling. It's an emotion that wells up within our soul, but the Holy Spirit produces it. So there are many things in life that can cause us to feel feel joy. Like when Hadley was born, I was overcome by joy. When Leah and I got married, I was overcome by joy. Leah and I got married before Hadley and I, or before Hadley was born, just in case anyone was asking. But but there's many things, like some of you are going to feel joy today when the Chiefs win. Like, you can feel joy in many different areas of life. And the Bible says this. The Bible says that you can feel joy and experience joy from a great harvest as a farmer. Or a good friendship can bring joy. A bottle of wine or a sweet-smelling perfume can also bring joy. There are so many things in this world that can trigger these experiences of joy But the thing is, all these are just joy. They're not great joy. They're momentary, fleeting experiences of joy. Like the moment that I come home and I see Hadley is super excited to see me and her arms are up, I'm like, I experienced joy. And then I smell her and I'm like, oh, I gotta change it. Like the joy goes away, you know, kind of thing. Like joy just like fluctuates kind of thing. And there's these experiences that we can have in life where we experience joy. But the Bible says in this passage and what the angels say is there is this great joy. This word in um, great in Greek is where we get our word mega It literally means abundant, massive, great, to the widest extent, overflowing. Like this is mega joy. And the angel says, I bring good news of mega, enormous, massive joy. And when I see that, I'm like, whew, 
Ooh, I would love some mega joy. Like, I would love some massive, abundant joy. And the angel says that he is bringing good news, and one version says that will cause great joy for all people. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't mind the small experiences of joy. Like, I'm not trying to push them to the side and be like, oh, there. But, but there is something here that is bigger. It's better. It's more satisfying. And if there's something like that that I can get my hands on, or there's something like that that I can tap into, like, man, I would love, love, love to experience that. And, and I don't know about you, but I want to experience this full, abundant joy. T- to be honest, I'm just like, I'm so tired of my half-hearted Christianity. Like, I'm tired of meager hope, momentary peace, small joy. Like, I'm, I'm tired of that. Like I, like, I see in the Bible that there is this massive hope, this massive peace, this massive joy. And I don't know about anybody else in this room, but I am tired of half-hearted joy and these just small experiences that we have. Like, I want something bigger. I want something more satisfying. I want something that moves me and controls me. And, I, like, I, I don't know about you. Does, does someone else in this room want that? Like, I want that. I'm tired of settling for just small peace and small hope and the next day it's just like oh okay that's gone (laughs) you know I I want this great joy like how do I get this great joy like where does this great joy come from I love the Bible because it has all the answers Uh, Psalm 1611 will tell you where this great joy comes from in Psalm 1611 it says in your presence God is fullness of joy and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore in your presence oh god there is mega joy there is abundant overflowing all satisfying joy that's what that word means there's this type of joy in the presence of God and pleasures forevermore. And so that means if I want to experience great joy, abundant joy, mega joy, man, I got to get into the presence of God. Amen? Like that's where it is found. And on Friday when I was working on this sermon, I felt like God said to me, not audibly, but in my spirit, he said, Eric, the reason your life is not characterized by great joy is because you don't spend a lot of time in my presence. And, and, I'm, and I think that's true of some of us in this room, too. Like, would someone say, oh, man, that person's characterized by great joy? Like, it's like, if you want to experience mega joy, it's found in his presence. And all throughout scripture, we see this idea that joy is something that can be filled up. John 20, 20, or 20, I forget the verse, but he says, he says, I'm writing these things to you that your joy may be filled. Romans 15 talks about being filled with joy. Be filled with the Spirit. What's one of the fruit of the Spirit? 
joy. So there's this idea that there's like this tank that can be measured. And what we do is we love all these little things that are lesser joys. And it made me think when I was thinking about this, like Monsters, Inc., that's like one of my favorite movies. You know how they try to get the scream bars into the tank, and then they laugh and they fill it up? It's like these tanks we're trying to fill up, but they just keep going up. But, but God is offering a full tank, an abundant tank, a mega tank. And it's just like, but it's only found in his presence. Like all the other beautiful things in this world, well, just get that meter up just a little, but when you're in his presence, it fills the tank. So my heart is that I would pursue great joy. And I think we are so easily caught up in smaller, lesser joys. And, I mean, you may say, because sometimes I'm like, there's things that I like. I like to watch the TV and other things. It's like, well, why don't I spend more time reading my Bible, you know? And it's like, well, my desires are too strong or something like that. Or like, it's hard, you know, these things. It's like, I got all these other things, and they're just pulling me kind of thing. And we might say, like, I think, like, my desires are just too strong. Like, I can't break this. I can't, like, get time to spend time with God in the Word. I can't, I can't figure this out. And I want to propose to you today that, like, your desires are not too strong for worldly things or for life, just normal life beautiful things like your desires are too weak my desires are too weak c.s lewis whom whom many of you know he says it would seem that our lord finds our desires not too strong but too weak we are half-hearted creatures fooling about with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered us like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what it is meant to be offered a holiday at the sea. We are far too easily pleased. And my heart today is that you would leave here, and I can't do this in you, only the Holy Spirit can do this in you, but that you would leave here today saying, I'm gonna pursue great joy. I want my desires to be bigger than the desires I have right now for joy. Like, I wanna pursue great joy. Would you touch a neighbor, tell him, I'm pursuing great joy. Just speak that out loud, I'm pursuing great joy. I'm pursuing great joy. In this message, I made a decision in my heart, like, I am going to spend my life pursuing great joy. Like, I want my tank to be overflowing. I want to pursue great, great joy. So, so as, as we begin to wrap up, the question I know some of you are asking is, so what, is, what does this have to do with the Christmas story? Like the baby in the manger that we read about. Like I know you said the angel said great joy is coming, you know. But what does this have to do with Christmas? Like the angel said, we bring you good news of great joy. And the, ver the, the answer is actually found in verse 11, the next verse. It says, for unto you today a Savior is born, who is Christ the Lord. See, how this connects to Christmas is the joy is found in the incarnation. Joy is found in the incarnation. And what I mean by that is God becoming flesh. See, in that little manger where that baby was going to be born 
was a savior who is actually God incarnate or God in the flesh, Jesus. And that's the good news, that this savior has been born, and this will cause great joy. But how does it cause great joy? See, man was created to be continually in the presence of God in the Garden of Eden. An abundant, constant joy. He was created there and he walked in the presence of God in the Garden of Eden. Right? And he had full, unlimited, uninhibited joy. And the moment that Adam and Eve sinned and decided they wanted something else, that relationship was separated and the presence of God was left. Genesis 3.8 says this, that man heard God walking in the garden in the cool of the day and he hid from the presence of God. But not only did man in his sin hide himself from God, but scripture says in Isaiah 59 that our iniquities have made a separation between us and our God, and his face is hidden from us. His presence is hidden. See, sin has separated the relationship, and there is no longer an easy access entrance into his presence. So no presence, no joy. Right? Psalm 1611, in your presence, that's where fullness of joy is. So sin separated man, and joy was lost. But the good news, the good news is that God promised that he would send a Savior into the world to reconcile and restore that relationship in order to bring ultimate peace, ultimate joy, ultimate love and satisfaction And so God, 2,000 plus years ago, made his way down to our meager little earth in the form of Jesus in his incarnation and said, I will bring my presence among men and I will live the life that they cannot live and I will die the death that they deserve in order that I might restore the relationship and reconcile us so that they may have great, mega, massive joy with me in my presence uninhibited. Amen, right? And so when the angel declares, I bring good news that will cause great joy, a Savior is born. This is what Christmas is all about. That joy has been lost. We can look at our world, right? Joy has been lost. And God, if you're here today and you're questioning God, he's not, he's not a cosmic killjoy. He wants you to have abundant, satisfying, overflowing joy. And that's what Christmas is all about. That he made a way that you can experience joy in all of its fullness, bringing back his presence. And so Jesus lived the life that we could not live because the wages of sin is death. And for thousands of years before, no one could enter into the presence of God but one man, and they had to sacrifice a ton of animals for him to even get in there. There was this wall blockading man in the presence of God where fullness of joy, fullness of peace, and so Jesus 
as a, a perfect spotless lamb was carried to the cross. And for the joy that was set before him, for the joy that was set before him, he laid down his life. And the scripture says that the earth shook. And when the earth shook, the curtain that stood between the presence of God and the presence of man was ripped down from top to bottom. And the Bible says that moment that Jesus died, that there was free, full access into the presence of God for everyone who walks through Jesus. And this is what Christmas is all about. A Savior was born to give you joy, abundant, massive, satisfying joy. And so I invite you, I compel you today, turn off autopilot. Push out the distractions. There is infinite joy to be had in the Christmas season. And it's not just the Christmas season, it's every day after it. It's full, lasting joy. And as I close, um, would you guys, would everyone just close your eyes and, and, and bow your head as we pray? And I just want to invite you in your seat right now just to consider this joy that is offered in the Christmas season. And maybe you'd say today, Eric, man, I want, I want abundant joy. And I, I love Jesus, but like, yeah, I get so distracted and I get so caught on autopilot that I just, I just miss it. If you'd say, that's me, like, I just want to encourage you this week, do whatever it takes to get into the presence of the Lord. Do whatever it takes. Be like, God, pull me into the presence of God. The psalmist says, I long to be in your courtrooms. I long to be in your presence. And if you're a Christian here today, would you just pray that in your heart, in your soul, if that's where God is leading you and the Spirit's producing this in you, would you say, God, lead me into your courtroom. Bring me into your presence. I want to experience full and satisfying joy. And maybe you're here today and you've been kind of thinking around Christianity kind of exploring who Jesus is and you've heard a lot of things about him, maybe some sermons and some other things. And I just want to tell you, if, if you haven't put your faith and trust in Jesus, there's no presence for you and there's no joy for you. And you may experience momentary, tiny little aspects of joy, but there is an abundance of joy that is offered in Jesus and in the presence of God. And so if you're wrestling your heart, like, I just pray that the Holy Spirit would just lead you today to say, I want that joy. Like, I want that joy, and that joy is only found in the work of Jesus. He's the only one who can get us to the presence of God. And so if you're, quite, if you're thinking through that today, I just want to encourage you, trust Jesus. Trust his work on the cross. Accept that, receive that, believe that. And the Bible says you get all that joy. 
plus a whole bunch of other things. Father God, I thank you for uh, my friends and my family here in Neighborhood Church. God, I just thank you for this opportunity to share your word with them. God, I pray that you would produce joy in our heart today, that your spirit would produce joy in our heart. This good feeling given to us by the Holy Spirit as we see the beauty of Jesus in the Bible and in the world. And God, I pray that my friends here would have seen the beauty of Jesus today in the word and in the world. And God, I pray that if there's anyone else here who's, who hasn't given their life to Jesus, I pray that you will just continue to pursue them and show them how beautiful you really are. And I pray this in Jesus' name, amen.